Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matt Peverell, the host of the show that likes to put you in the minds of Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, Brandon Hunt, um, Art Rooney II, and all the Steelers front offices able to put together a winning roster in 2022 and beyond a roster that's going to you know, chase for a seventh Lombardi trophy. That's what we want to do. We want to be separate from any other team in the league. We want to get an equal with Tom Brady, um, who's got seven titles, six with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and one with the Patriots. No, oh, sorry, the other way around. <laughs> six with the Patriots, one with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not that you guys care, but I always that's my usual intro, right? But a really interesting, like, photos done the rounds on social media this week. And it talked about the last losing s- season um, for any team in the NFL. The Steelers, 2003, was the last last losing season. That is the best record that anyone in the league has. You know, there are 14 teams in the NFL right now. And then based on their losing record last year, obviously, their last losing season was 2021. So they're the only 18 teams in the league. Um, that haven't had a losing that that didn't lose, you know, last season. But when you actually look at it again, a further six teams uh, had losing seasons in 2020. So in fact, it actually means there's only 12 teams that have had a losing season in 2019 or before. You knock that out of the park. There are five teams there, right, out of that 12. So that gives you seven teams. You knock out two teams in 2018 with the Bills and the Packers. There's one, two teams, Rams and Saints in 2016, and then it's the Chiefs and the Titans. And look, the Chiefs and the Titans have both been AFC Championship games. So if you're sitting there as a Steelers fan, you're like, well, hey, we haven't won a Super Bowl um, you know, since the 2009 season. But the Steelers, even when they're retooling, and you see it in what we're doing in free agency, retooling, rebuilding, we do find a way to put together a winning roster. Um, and that is something to be proud of as Steel fans. And that's something that despite all the doom and gloomy hearing and who they're going to draft and picking the draft and all the rest of it, have a little faith, guys, because guys and gals, because this Steelers team, this Steelers franchise know how to win games and they are getting better and they might just be in the mix, um, you know, c- come January next year. All right. Title says it all. 20 possibilities. Steelers pick at 20. So I thought let's do something different. Uh, I've, I did sort of tease in uh, when I made an appearance on Let's Ride this week. Thanks for having, ha- having me, Jeff Hartman. Really loved that one. Um, I was also on the Sunday Q&A show. So it's been a bit of a mat week for the BTSC listeners. Um, maybe, maybe you missed that. Um, I think it was I think it was part two in Jeff's show for Let's Ride. I talked about Yellowstone. I assigned all the BTSC podcasters to Yellowstone characters. I talked a lot about the draft and free agency with Jeff. Um, and then Jeffrey Benedict and I were on Sunday Q&A together and we talked a lot around, again, it was a, it's a general Q&A, but, you know, what we thought about some of the free agents, but mainly around draft and where the Steelers might lean and where things are sort of headed. Um, so, yeah, go check those ones out if you missed them earlier in the week. But so today I was sort of sitting there and I was like, I've been teasing a few draft profiles. I will get back to that next week. I'm trying to do a bit of a, a study for you to give you sort of big boards at positions that might be of interest for the Steelers. So that's taking a little while to put together. But also everyone's doing these mock drafts and I love a mock draft as much as the next bloke. But I thought, let's do something different. So I sat there and I thought, what are the 20 possibilities? Realistic, some of them, you know, uh, might be a 3% chance. Others might be a you know, 50% chance. I thought, what are 20 possibilities 
that could happen in this draft. And I'm going to ra- I've randomized it as well. Um, you know, I haven't ordered it in terms of what's possible or not. I'm just going to go through them as if you were sitting there and having a conversation with your mate at the bar or at a cook-up um, or, or cook-off. I, I, no, it's not cook-off. Yeah, it's a cook-out. A cook-out, I think it is, from Shannon White told me. Um, you know, or having a debate with a mate in the gym or whatever it, whatever it is. Um, you know, you have the coffee shop, you know, around the water cooler at work. 20 possibilities that could happen at the 20th pick. First, the Steelers trade back. Now, anyone that knows this show that's a regular listener knows that I'm a proponent of trading back. But this particular scenario that I'm going to give you first up is trading back only five spots. That's right, only five spots. Why do I say that? Well, teams often want to tr- will trade up only a couple of spots once they start seeing where the board's going to fall. And so that's why I think it's interesting. And the draft order is going to change between now and the day. There will be a trade a couple of days before there always is. Um, there's always, always, you know, you saw that last year with the 49ers. You know, there's always going to be that. So when you, the Steelers are picking at 20, could they go back? I mean, you've got New England at 21. You've got 22 Green Bay, 23 Arizona Cardinals, Dallas at 24, who need a lot of help on the O-line, Buffalo Bills at 25. I just think there might be. And if that gets you another third or gets you a late second or gets you a third and a fourth, you do it, right? Like the Steelers need as many picks in the top 120 as possible. So trade back five spots. No, I'm not saying trade out of the the first round. I'm just saying trade back five spots. I think there's those teams, you know, Buffalo need to do things at cornerback, you know, so do the Steelers, but... You know, the Dallas Cowboys, as I say, got issues on the O-line. Arizona Cardinals probably need an offensive lineman as well. You know, a wide receiver having lost Christian Kirk. Um, Green Bay Packers obviously have done that trade with the Raiders. But do they do they jump up a couple of spots and try and nab a top wide receiver, um, you know, to replace Devontae Adams? And there might be one on the board. So that's, that's the first scenario. And, and if they're going to trade back, I think five spots. Could be an interesting one there, depending on you know who the who the Eagles start picking in different spots. And they got 15, 16, and 19. The second one, the one that most people are talking about, picking a QB at 20. This I feel is less likely by the day. Um, I don't think they're going to get the quarterback that they want of the future at 20. I can't see Kenny Pickett falling that far. I, you know, I think if Malik Willis, I struggle to see him falling that far. Someone is going to fall in love with him before then, if they haven't already. Um, just the prospect of what he can do. Uh, I, I just find it Malik Willis is not going to be on that board. And, you know, you think about the Saints, to, to, even though they're in Dalton, they're moving Taysom, Taysom Hill, um, you know, to tight end. I think I saw they've got Jameis Winston coming back. You struggle to think they're going to skip out on him. Philadelphia Eagles, surefire starter if the jury really is out with Hurts, um, you know, there. But if, and as I say, do you get someone, do, does someone jump up the board a little bit um, for him as well? And, and, you know, that's the thing. The Tennessee Titans, do they go jump up the board? You know, Tannehill's not going to be there forever. Um, you know, they've had a lot of comparisons between the two players as well. Uh, so that's interesting. The next one I had here was pick a tackle, right? Pick a tackle. But who? I think Penning and Cross. They're the ones that seem most likely to me to fall, but I don't think Penning falls that far. So 
yeah, I think when you talk about the tackle position where the Steelers probably need a lot of help, and I think there's better talent later on in the, you know, the second, third round and beyond really for them at that point in time, you know, Evan Neal's going to be off the board by then. Aquanu is going to be off the board. Um, you know, I don't think, I'll say, I don't think Penning will be there. Uh, you know, the last year was probably the one if you're going to trade up, you're going to trade up to get the tackle there. I don't think they're going to get that guy there. The next one, they pick Carl Hamilton. Can you believe I'm saying that? There started to be some rumors that Carl Hamilton's going to drop with how, you know, different teams feel about the safety position. Now, I just said pick Carl Hamilton. And I say that because, you know, maybe they still use the 20th pick and they move up. You know, what if Carl Hamilton is sitting there, Malik Willis off the board, but Carl Hamilton's sitting there at 11, 12, Minnesota Vikings, Washington Commanders, you know, sort of situation. The Steelers could get a safety. You know, they've got Minka, they can re-sign him. They could get a real safety that can do a multitude of different things. And if you look at guys like Jamal Adams, um, you know, uh, Isaiah, you know, even Isaiah Simmons, uh, you look at Buddha Baker, guys that can be used in a whole bunch of situations, guys that with almost linebacker bodies um, in that in that respect, you can afford to pay them lots of money because they're going to be on the field more. That's Kyle Hamilton. You know, I I just wonder. Now, I know that's not picking him at 20, but I, t- I talked about 20 possibilities. Do they use the 20th pick in this draft to leapfrog up and get Kyle Hamilton if Kyle Hamilton falls outside the top 10? I'd be happy with it. It's just a possibility. Far out, but it is a possibility. The next one on my list, uh, draft an interior linebacker or middle linebacker in Devin Lloyd, if, assuming Nicobe Dean's off the board. Now, I prefer Devin Lloyd than Nicobe Dean. I've talked about Devin Lloyd for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks um, as being on different shows and little excerpts, whether it's on Touchdown Under a little bit, I think, on this show, but on other shows I've been on, on in tweets, um, all the rest of it. And then they went out and got Miles Jack. And I think this becomes really a lot less likely. Um, I've seen him mock to the New England Patriots at 21. But do they jump up in front of the Steelers? Is there a narrative that the Steelers can spin about Devin Bush not being right? You know, do, do they, is there any, is there another team that goes and picks Nakobe Dean? You know, do the Texans pick, pick them at 13? Do the Baltimore um, pick them at 14? Do Philadelphia pick? And then suddenly, uh, you know, because I think um, New Orleans could use an interior linebacker as well or inside linebacker. I always say interior linebacker, inside linebacker. Um, you know, do the Patriots move up and go, oh, 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 no, we really need someone there? Just a possibility. Trade back more than five spots. Do the Steelers trade back outside of the top 25 picks? Tennessee Titans, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who... You know, Brady, even if he's around next year, the rumor is he's going to the Dolphins, or is that that's already started. Green Bay Packers at 28. You know, I think now the Green Bay have got a pick in the first 22. They probably don't need to move up like they did before. Kansas City have a 29th and a 30th in this after the Tyree Kill trade. That's a really interesting situation when they've got the 50th pick. Do they trade the 50th pick? And the 30th pick to the Pittsburgh Steelers for number 20 and go out and get a get, get a top wide receiver. Do the Bengals trade up? Do they go to Windows now? You know, do they do they put it on the line? Do they go, we're gonna go, we're gonna trade our 31st pick. You know, we're gonna really give that to we're gonna give that to our rival. We want to win now and we give them the 63rd pick in the second round. Crazy, crazy, but 
They need help on that O-line. They need help on that in the cornerback position. If a guy like, you know, and that's what brings me to the next point on my list, is cornerback. Did the Steelers draft a cornerback? Bruce McCreary or McDuffie. Now, McCreary's fallen down the board, so he's probably out now. Um, Kyler Gordon and, and, and Elam are also probably out of that first round. Kyle Elam out of Florida. They're probably out of that first round too. But Booth's there at 20. You've got to pick him. But what if another team offers you a trade-off you can't refuse? I mean, you'd take the Bengals at 31 and 63, wouldn't you? Get two top, get an extra pick in the top the top 60. Now, I don't really like it that late, but I mean, if Kansas offer you 52 spots before you're going to go draft at 52, I mean, that gives you a guy like my guy in Carson Strong, but that gives you a Chad Moomer, an inside linebacker. That gives you Travis Jones. Um, it might give you... Um, you know, Woolen out of UTSA, the cornerback, and Travis Jones. Hey, looks pretty good uh, from that perspective. So, you know, maybe you look at it and you, and you go, it's worth it. Get two two players, fill two needs. Um, the Steelers do need another cornerback, though, and they, I think they need to get younger and they need to get quality. But let's say McCrew is there in round two or three, like, you know, round two at the 63 mark at the Cincinnati. If you pulled that trade or in round three, well, then, you know, that's, that's awesome. You also got Mario Goodrich out of Clemson there. You know, there's a few other guys. So that's that. That's that position. Now, last question I'm going to give you for part one, outside of trade back five spots, is draft Desmond Ritter at pick number 20. Now, I say that because I don't think it's going to happen. But I wonder how many Steelers fans are sitting there going, I'd be okay with that. Assuming that Malik Willis is off the board, Matt Corral's off the board, you know, and I don't think the Steelers should be drafting Corral, but Corral's off the board, Pickett's off the board, Malik Willis is off the board. Maybe even someone's, you know, gone, done something silly and gone, even gone off to Sam Howe. Um, maybe that's the Philadelphia Eagles. And then he, he got Desmond Ritter sitting there. You know, the run-on quarterback happens. I mean, Bucky Brooks in the last, you know, when I'm recording this in the last 48 hours has done a done mock draft where there's no quarterback in the first, you know, in the first round. And then Daniel Jeremiah responded to that on their next Move the Sticks podcast that evening and sort of said, look, I think two. I mean, it's Pickett and Willis. You know, imagine, imagine. But I think it's pretty slim. But with that, we're going to take a break on Steelers Warm. Join me for part two. I'm going to continue this list, this list of 20 possibilities, 20 possibilities that are going to give you some people conniptions. It's going to give some people crack. Stay tuned. And we're back on Steelers War Room. I'm your host of this week. We show Matty Peverell, the host of the show that likes to put you in the minds of Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, Art Rooney II, Brandon Hunt, and the rest of the Steelers front office as they look to put together a winning roster in 2022 and beyond a roster that's going to compete for the seventh Lombardi Trophy. That's what the Steelers are about, and that's why they haven't had a losing season since 2003. Next closest team is the Kansas City Chiefs in 2012. 
that's when I think Alex Smith moved over as well from, from San Francisco. So we talked through a couple of interesting scenarios. We talked through about seven or eight of my 20 scenarios. So let's go to the next one on the list. The Steelers trade up for Malik Willis. Now, this is one that most Steeler fans that listen to this podcast or listen to BTC, they go, yeah, you know what? I see that. How far do the Steelers trade up? Well, who knows? I mean, gosh, maybe he's off the board at number two to the Detroit Lions. Do they need to get in front of the... I mean, I think the Panthers could be picking picket, um, but do they got to, you know, they need to get in front of the Falcons? I mean, imagine Willis behind Mariota learning that offense. That could be interesting. You got the Seattle Seahawks um, there. You've... You know, the New York Jets probably not going to take him. Command is probably not. Do the Minnesota Vikings pull the trigger? Maybe. Maybe. Um, didn't I think they got the coach, the offensive coach out of out of LA, um, out of the LA Rams. He might want to blot a quarterback. He might want to start off doing that. Very different to Kirk Cousins, but just maybe. Just maybe. Um, there, but how far do the Steelers have to draft up and, and trade up? And you probably think they got to move ahead of the Falcons. Can they go as high as seventh? I just don't know, and I just don't think so. Um, so maybe it is. Malik Willis has to fall down the board. All right, the next one, safety. Do the Steelers draft Lewis Sign out of Georgia? Lewis Sign's out of Georgia. Safety. Now, I even though he's at 200 pounds, he's for two, and he's got room to put on size, I still think... With the way they've got Minka, I don't think he's necessarily the fit. That's my gut. But he started to get a bit of hype toward him. I know he's a big hitter. I know he's going to actually put on like another, you know, 10 to 15 pounds if he really wanted to. But is that going to slow him up? It's a possibility if certain safeties are off the board. Um, but Daxton Hill could still be on the board at that point. And, you know, he's he's there as Michigan and he's only 191 pounds, but he played a very versatile player. I, again, I don't see the fit with the Steelers in terms of what he did because of what you've got in Minka. And maybe Minka doesn't want to resign. <laughs> Just joking. Of course he does. He's a Steeler through and through. Uh, but yeah, Lewis signed there. That's a possibility. Like it is a possibility the Steelers need a safety is something you're hearing some hype about, you know, sometimes it's a case where there's smoke, there's fire. So maybe the Steelers draft Lewis sign. Maybe they do. Speaking of that safety train, maybe they go out and they draft Jaquan Brisker. Maybe that relies, you know, that's one of the possibilities on the list. Maybe they draft Jaquan Brisker. Maybe that relies on them trading back. Um, but Brisker out of Penn State is a fan of Britsburgo and David's a big fan of him. Safety, six foot one, again, 200 pounds. Um, someone familiar to the Steelers. Uh, the draft network have him as their 32nd best prospect in this draft. Maybe the Steelers go after Jaquan Brisker. I think that's too early. But if they do trade back, look for that to become a real possibility. We're all about the possibilities in this podcast today. So there we go. That's one possibility. Okay, I'm saving some controversial ones for a little bit later. Trade out of the first. Do you think the Steelers trade out of the first? I personally don't see it when you've got Kansas sitting there with two late picks. Um, you've got Detroit at 32. I think that if teams want to be trading up, I think, you know, it's probably okay, except for Jacksonville. I do think that 33rd pick, they might want to sell the farm a little bit and move way up, you know, particularly in terms of where they're, where they're picking everyone else. You know, they could go 65. They might go you know, that 33rd pick, I think they had another, I think they had a compensatory pick and 
round four. Well, they picked 106 in round four. Uh, I thought they had a second one in round three. Um, yeah, they do. That's right. So do they go 70, 65, and 33? Right? Three picks there. Three picks in the top seven. 33, 65, and 70. And they trade that to the Pittsburgh Steelers for number 20. That means the Steelers can still go out and get, you know, a, a decent wide receiver. They can still go out and get a cornerback. Maybe McDuffie even falls that way. McDuffie and McCreary. Can they go out and get some an offensive lineman that might fall? Like Kenyon Green's falling really, um, really quickly as well. That's an interesting consideration um, there. So trading out of the first, probably the most one of the most unlikely of all the ones that I'm going to do, one I'm going to talk about. But hey, everything's a possibility in this draft. Draft day is a wild day. You've seen the movie with Kevin Costner? Great movie. Too bad it's about the Browns, but great movie. Anything's possible. Uh, knocks off that one off the list. All right, let's go a little bit safe, safe. Draft Kenny Pickett at pick 20. Again, I just don't see him falling out past. I mean, I can even see him in Washington going, now we're going to get him to sit behind Wentz. And if Wentz doesn't work, seeing as he's floated around so many bloody places, you know, you you draft Kenny Pickett there. You know, maybe Ron Rivera wants him there, um, you know, to to draft his own quarterback in while well, having been actually with Washington. Um, not good for Kenny Pickett if that happens. That could be the death knell for his career. Um, look at Haskins now. But maybe, just maybe, he falls to 20 for the Pittsburgh Steelers and they go and they pick him instead of picking Dan Marino. I'm not convinced even if he's there that I want them to pick him, but maybe they do it. You know what? Maybe they do it. Okay. The Steelers at pick 20 pick a wide receiver. And I'm going to say there's probably three possibilities here. Jahan Dodson that's been uh, mocked. Bucky Brooks mocked him there. But for me, the two that I could see most likely, I do think Watson is a serious potential pick if he falls that late at 52 for the Steelers. But is Drake London and Jamison Williams. If either of those guys fall, I could see the Steelers wanting to go and get another bigger bloke. Um, you know, particularly if that uh, opens up to move Claypool or, you know, Claypool's not really doing it. But I also think Jamison Williams is a really explosive wide receiver in this draft, um, even though he's going to be, he's out for a little bit with an injury. But, you know, I think he is someone that would really add to the Steelers offense. He's probably one of the best, you know, overall explosive wide receivers in this draft from everything I've seen and heard. Um, yeah, I, I, as I said, I don't think Traylon Burks warrants number 20. I wouldn't sitting there, oh my God, mouth open if they did do that. Um, but I just wonder, I think Drake London and Jamison Wilson, Jamison Williams there. Um, I know Dalton's one that's been picked there, but I'm going between those two if the Steelers are picking wide receiver at 20. Do they draft an interior offensive lineman? Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M or Zion Johnson? I mean, Zion Johnson is someone that could go earlier than them at this point in time with some of the, the, the hype that he's getting. I doubt the Chargers would pick him at 17, but maybe the Eagles pick him. Um, depends if they might they might go Tyler Linderbaum um, there, but you know he could he could be picked anywhere. It's the Houston Texans even. But I, I know this sounds crazy, but if they can move on from Tunsil, you know they the best thing they could do right now is improve their O line, particularly if they don't go Evan Neal right. At pick number three, if they go Kayvon Thibodeau, right? Or they even choose to go Kyle Hamilton, which is if they're smart, they would do that, um, immediately improve their defense. So maybe, maybe, just maybe one of the possibilities is that the Steelers draft an interior offensive lineman, uh, which is one of those two players. 
Okay, now we're going to get a little bit wild. Now we're going to get a little bit wild, right? And I'll leave you to determine. And I'd love you to come back to me on Twitter at, at Matt Pev, M-A-T-T-P-E-V, with what you thought was the most wild out of this. The Steelers draft David Ajabo out of Michigan at 20. Now, he was rumored, a lot of people sort of thought he was going to fall 24 to the Dallas Cowboys works with, for David Ajabo. But what if he fought, like some people had him way higher than that. Someone had him in, you know, sometimes had him in early teens. What if he falls? What if you sit there and you say, hey, he's going to be the best part of a year. We're going to get a player that doesn't matter what happens with Highsmith. We've got a player to go opposite TJ Watt or a player to back those two guys up. We're going to have a part. We're going to have a defense. We're going to continue to be around this defense. We have a pass rush to end all pass rushes. Maybe, just maybe. Maybe, just maybe. Crazy, crazy. And I'm going to back it up. Boye Marfe. David Ajabo is off the board, right? Or the Steelers don't like it. They've done the injuries too much. Boye Marfe. I wouldn't hate Boye Marfe at 20. I don't think he's going to be there at 52. It'd be better if the Steelers traded back and got another pick and they can pick another position as well. But Boye Marfe, you know, are we all sitting here going, the Steelers, we're going to name all these different positions, but the Steelers are going to go to their roots and they go back and get someone. They go and get someone on a five-year deal. You know, uh, Alex Highsmith's going into year three. You know, he's, he's, I think he's proven himself, but maybe a team offers him more than what the Steelers think he's worth in two years' time. Maybe, just maybe. I don't want to see it. I love Highsmith. I love the family. I think they're great. You know, their dad's a great listener of BTFC. I don't want that to happen. But I also don't want TJ Watt playing 90% of the snaps or he's never going to fulfill the potential of his of he's got um, or his deal because we're going to put him under an injury cloud. Maybe, just maybe. Okay, we're getting pretty wild now. So now we're going to go to the three wildest ones to close out the show. This, so I'm going to start. This isn't that, that's not that wild, but it could be wild depending on who the Steelers are going to take. So I'm going to have the Steelers draft an interior defensive lineman not named Jordan Davis, not named Jordan Davis at 20 or below. Now, I think Jordan Davis is more going to the Ravens. I think they'd be dumb not to get him after losing Clayus Campbell. I don't think Jordan Davis is a three-down player. He's not proven there. I know he could do it, but he's not proven, and I don't think you do that with the 20th pick in this draft with so many needs, either like glaring holes in terms of starters. And I know we filled some through the free agency, but still have fans have to calm a little bit on a few of those but also getting younger and getting guys going to be ready to start within two or three seasons. Is it to Marvin Leal? He's fallen way out of favor from the top 10, but maybe not the top 20. Is it Devontae Wyatt? That would make me really happy. Gosh, does someone just go, we loved everything that we saw at the senior bowl from Travis Jones. I think Travis Jones has a potential with Juju from the first round. I struggle to see it there at that early. But Devontae Wyatt, 14th prospect. Better prospect on according to the draft network than Jordan Davis. And people might go, that's nuts. But just because you run that fast 40 time doesn't make you, you know, able to play. Like Carlos Davis has the same time as him. I'm just saying, just saying. Maybe they draft an injury defensive one and not named Jordan Davis. Now that's not that that wild. The next two, though, right? After I've given you a job on uh, you know, Boy Marfe and David Ajabo, that's pretty wild. The next two might you might find wild. Tyler Smith added Tulsa, who some people are projecting an interior offensive lineman. He did play tackle in college. Uh, very raw, very, very raw player. 
uh, when you're talking about, um, you know, Tyler Smith there out of Tulsa. Very raw, but incredible athlete. You know, that was something that clearly, clearly showed, uh, you know, there at the combine in terms of what he was able to do at that combine. You know, he's got versatility. Uh, the draft network has him moving inside um, at, at the next level. Six foot five, 324 pounds there, as I say, out of Tulsa. Road grader, more, you know, can fit almost any scheme. Really interesting. Some people say he's a third round. Other people have him as, as you know, in the second round. Um, Joe Marino, one of the lead scouts at the Draft Network, had him as an 83 and a half. His, his grades the last couple of years on offensive line have been pretty cool. They compared him to uh, Kalichi Osmele, um, who obviously the Dra- Ravens drafted in 2012. Um, played left tackle in college, um, you know, and he's got a lot of work to do on his technique. Like it's, it's really, really raw. But if you think about what the Steelers did with Dan Moore, is this a guy you can get? Now, as I say, is this a guy that you need to think about as an interior offensive lineman? Is he someone you can actually teach right tackle? I don't know, but I'm just saying it's pretty wild because I've seen him taken at like, 26 to 32 on different mocks um, from, you know, it's, you know, quite educated people, you know, in the NFL, you know, landscape. Um, I wonder, maybe he skyrocketed up enough. Maybe. Wild, but maybe. All right. Even though I gave you trading out of the first, even though I gave you Boye Marfe and I gave you David Ajabo, what about trading up earlier in the draft say 10 to 20, not, not quite, um, you know, into the top 10 for a non-QB. Now, I talked about that with Kyle Hamilton. That would make sense. But I'm talking another person. Maybe they think they hear that Baltimore really likes Devontae Wyatt. Maybe they like Jordan Davis enough to get out of Baltimore. I don't think so. I don't think they're still that silly. But what if they trade up? You know, every, a lot of BTS, some of my BTC colleagues love Ty Linderbaum. What if they swap? at 16 with Philadelphia to go get Tyler Linderbaum. Um, you know, I think the Los Angeles Charlie Chargers have um, Corey Lindsley that uh, Michael Beck wanted last year from the, from the Packers. Maybe, maybe Los Angeles say we want to go get that center there. We want to go get the center of the future to pair with, you know, Filer and Rashawn Slater and, you know, some of the guys they've got in that, in that O-line. Maybe, you know, so... I just wonder, maybe maybe they like to really like Devontae Wyatt and New Orleans, like we're going to get him to really shore up, you know, Cam Jordan's getting on. Maybe, just maybe. But with that, there's 20 possibilities in this 2022 NFL draft to have a think about. I know it's a bit crazy. Um, I know I've, you know, really framed it quite interesting. I wanted to give you some different takes. Who knows what the Steelers are going to do? Are they going to trade back? They're going to trade forward. They're going to trade forward for a non-QB. Are they going to go after and, and get the best player available? Like a David Ajabo with 20 is, is a great player available, a great player. Maybe some people might not say the best, but great value there. And you know you've got him five years, so you can just count the first one, whatever you get in the first year, even if it's just him learning about being a professional and rehabbing and being around the team and knowing what it means to be a Pittsburgh Steeler, and you get four great years out of him. Great. You probably wanted to redshirt him anyway if you can. Perfect. Just saying, you never know. But with that still, fans, 
I'll talk to you next week on Steelers Warren. And for those of you that want to join us, Touchdown Under this Friday night live on YouTube, or you can listen to it on Saturday on the audio side of things. And as always, BTSC is your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. We've got all the breaking news. We've got podcasts morning, noon, and night. You know, and some of those are live on the YouTube show, as I said, behindsteelcurtain.com. Every article you can find on the Pittsburgh Steelers and possibilities. Go Steelers. Thank you.